2: Hello, and welcome back to She and Her, another episode of COVID and Cocktails live from our respective bedrooms and closets with our respective drinks clinking in the background. I am Anita Rao. And I'm Sandra Davidson. And
3: we can't hardly believe we've made it through another week. <laughs> So we've been, we got some great feedback from our episode last week, our first cocktails and COVID or COVID and cocktails episode. As a refresher, we're just bringing on past guests who have been on our show before and who we thought would be great folks to check in to basically with the premise of what the hell is going on with you during the COVID-19 pandemic.
2: That's right. And so our next guest, fresh off the media circuit, um, she was featured recently in the Herald Sun, with <laughs> a piece that went close to viral for her quarantine adventures with Quarantay. This is her third appearance on She and Her, our most recurring guest Laura Lee, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I sound like a disease. Her most recurring guest. <laughs> most recurring, <laughs> very like virulent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'm in good company. I think I'm with, moms, you right? can... I'm with your mom, right? I'm with your mom. Yeah, so. you are. That's true. That's true.
3: That's true. It's funny that you say that, though, because you have really guested on our show around dating episodes.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> which we're definitely talking about today as well.
0: I just want to note that we're talking about uh, speaking from our respective bedrooms. This is my childhood bedroom that I'm speaking to you from. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so yeah. paint a picture paint. of
3: where you are sheltering in place right now.
0: There's a large green pleather recliner. <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, I am sheltering in place with my parents in Monroe, North Carolina, near Charlotte. I was um, quarantining alone for 25 days before i came here my dad is immune compromised so i had to do full quarantine for technically 14 days but i was nervous so i went ahead and did 25 um, before i drove down here so i am 40 years old and living with my parents again Um, (laughs) and you're literally in your childhood bedroom (laughs) i'm in my childhood bedroom which does not have a bed anymore uh it is now a quote yoga studio slash office slash I don't know. There's
2: a lot going on here. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I am. Tell us about 25 days of quarantining alone. That sounds like a, like a short story that wants to be written. It's a, it's a long story. <laughs> 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 um. You know, I
0: think like many people, the first week or two, you're like, yes, I'm going to learn a new language. I'm going to clean out the closets that I haven't cleaned out. Like I had this very ambitious perspective and that evaporated quickly where the goals became like, I'm going to put on a different pair of yoga pants than the one I slept in. (laughs) Um, And it shouldn't have been that different because I work remotely. Right. So I kept thinking this shouldn't be. That crazy, But it is when you can't leave at all. Um, and I'm not doing any... Like, I wasn't walking outside of my backyard. Like, I wasn't going to a park or taking a bike ride or any of the socially distanced... Responsibly socially distanced things that people are doing. Um, so, yeah. All the days kind of start to blend together. And you realize how many dishes you use as one human being. Amen. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, am I living some sort of luxurious life where I take like a sip of a drink and then declare that glass dirty and move to the next one? Like, how is this possible? Um, So yeah, I did a lot of dishes in the 25 days. Um, Also a lot of, you know, the first week or two, everyone's, let's get on a Zoom. Let's get on a Skype. Let's get on a... And it was exhausting. And I'm yes. like the most extroverted person I know, and I was like, I can't. I just need to sit alone. Um. So yeah, it was. What do you
3: think that's about the the Zoom fatigue? The, well, the Zoom fatigue, but also it's interesting because we've I've been zooming a lot with folks or FaceTiming a lot with folks. And I've been talking to a lot of people who are like, I am Zooming with family members I see once a year, weekly right now. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There is some sort of uh, sentimentality or Mm. maybe it's out of fear. Like, if the world's ending, I want to make sure I talk to my, you know, third cousin that I haven't talked to in 10 years. I'm not sure. (laughs) You want to reach out
3: and t- basically touch people. It's- yes,
0: maybe that's it. Maybe it's a placeholder for that. Um, I think. I don't know. I don't know what it what the the attraction of that is, but I also think, like you had, I had to like set some boundaries even within that. Because like if if people were asking you to go out all the time, you'd be like, no, I'm tired. It's Friday. I'm gonna like sit on my couch and watch a movie, right? But when they're asking you to Zoom, you're like. Well, I can sit on my couch and watch a Zoom, so I can't exactly say
2: no. <laughs> That's right? the thing. It's like you don't you really have no excuses. And so you have to be able to like actually set real boundaries of like, yeah, I just like I can't do another Zoom call today, but that feels like wrong in some way. hmm Yeah. Totally. And I would
0: just declare certain days like almost completely not completely screen free, but like to the degree that I could. Because I'm yeah. also
2: staring at a screen for work eight hours a day. Totally. So did any surprising people pop back into your life, or have they, since this has begun? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if I, I had surprised anyone about popping back into their life. <laughs> oh,
0: that too. <laughs> Curious about that. <laughs> no, I was talking to a friend today about this, though, about, because um, several friends have said there's this, like, exes popping up from years past. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think. I don't want to, I don't think. Think I've had anybody that I dated that I don't otherwise already talk to popping back up, but I definitely know that friends have. Um, and it's that's interesting to me because it's like for what? Like maybe it's safe. Like now I can't see you, so let me reach out and say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. I've tried not to like pop up on anyone random. People have been exes have been popping up in my dreams. I've been having very intense dreams. Um, That's I've read about that.
3: I was talking with a friend about that, how it's like there's a study going on about people's dreams during this time, and a lot of people are reporting having far more vivid dreams mm-hmm. hmm. and are able to recollect what they dream when they wake up in the morning in a way that they aren't usually
0: during this time. That's so interesting. Do they say why? I think that
3: one of the sleep experts was saying that when people are under anxiety, we process a lot of our intense emotions in our dreams. Okay. yeah, That makes sense. So that there's probably a correlation with that.
0: See, I was thinking something much more menial, like, like this ex popped up in a dream last night, and then I woke up this morning kind of like, wow, why did that, where did he come from? And then I remembered that I looked at his Facebook last night right before I went to sleep, so <laughs> <laughs> there goes the mystery.
2: Well, there is this weird sense that I've been having of, like, is this a time to – I don't know. It's almost like it's because it's forced quietness. You kind of feel like you should use the mental – or I felt like I should use the mental energy to, like, deal with things that I know that I have, like, blocked off. Like – trauma around certain relationships or whatever i'm like is this the time that i like have the energy to really like open that back up and the answer is no (laughs)
0: now (laughs) is not the time (laughs) i like that you're like it's really dark i'm in a really rough place and maybe now's a good time to just explore some other dark places
2: i talked to my therapist about this on monday and she was like Tell me more about why that seemed like a good idea. <laughs> it's like, Melissa, stop asking me that question.
3: I It's so funny because I found myself adapting new phrases during this time because I my work is super busy right now. And I'm talking more frequently with my colleagues in a non gossip way in a more like this is what needs to happen here way and one of my colleagues does this thing when she's negotiating with people where she says so our favorite scenario is (laughs) 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 and so now i find myself saying so like my best case scenario for us is (laughs) i like that i
0: like that like
3: what's my favorite scenario which is actually a nice frame i'm gonna
0: start using that with with
2: my parents Oh, yeah.
0: Activities that I assign them. How are they doing? How has it
2: been uh, moving into quarantine? They're fine.
0: You want to talk about relationships. I mean, they've been in one for 40, what are we on, 46 years. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to withstand the Rona. Um, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) They're fine. They're good. Uh, You know, they're retired. So, like, not having a set thing to have to go do. I think is a big adjustment when you first retire. Like I've watched yeah. them and I've watched their friends go through that. That's hard. But you, then when you're over that hump, I don't know that this is, yeah, I mean, obviously they're leaving the house in their regular lives. But um, I think mm-hmm. I think maybe in some ways retired people are coping better because they've already had that transition.
2: Yeah. Um, now,
3: but I I do wonder, see, I think one thing I've heard my parents talk about And you mentioned your dad is immunocompromised. But my parents are really dealing with the fact that they're in a high-risk group Mm -hmm. because of their age. And for my dad, because of his health issues as well. Is that something that you sense your parents are having feelings about?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, my dad, when this first happened, he was like, well, I got two targets on my back. Like, my age and my Mm -hmm. condition, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're certainly feeling that. But I think it's also you know, there's no navigation to it if you're like, we're not doing anything. Like, they're not going out. They're not... We've had takeout once. They're not seeing anybody. So, you know, it's just a zero... It's, like, the most extreme version of this life that feels safe and protected. And I think in some ways that's easier than trying to negotiate. Like, well, could I go on a walk? Mm. If the person's across the street, you know... Um, so in some ways it's like easier to just to sort of, for them, I think to have said like, yeah, we're in the highest risk category. And honestly, I think for my dad, having lived with his health condition for the last what year and a half year and a few months, like, you know, he, he tells all his friends, like I'm used to staying in the house. Like, you know, there were periods over the last year where he's had to. So, um, it's not, I mean, it's different, but, but I think he's sort of had more practice and I think. You know, we're in the house, and he feels good, like there were periods last year where we were all in the house, and he did not feel good, yeah. so in some ways, it's like the last and for me, I think the last year has prepared me mentally in ways that I didn't realize until we got into this situation where it's like to keep my dad safe, I need to stay in the house like before it was like to keep my dad safe, I need to like research everything I possibly can about his condition, and like you know, I would have thrown myself in front of a bus if that would have like given us a secure or whatever. So this feels like I mean again, not what we all expect to be doing, but like relatively speaking, I think you know, not that difficult.
2: And just to be clear for those of our listeners who don't know what is going on with your dad right now. Oh.
0: Um so he has a bile duct cancer and he is on a targeted medication, so thankfully he can take a pill instead of having to go get an infusion which is great. Um, and he's been on that since September. Um, and so hopefully what we're navigating now is like the risk of going in and getting a scan or getting blood work, like the stuff that he has to do sort of in the interim to make sure that this drug is continuing to work. But that's a thing that, you know, every cancer, I'm in a lot of like Facebook groups with cancer patients. Like that's what cancer patients are dealing with right now, sort of weighing the risk of Covid against the risk of not getting the treatment that you or the assessments that you need to get um but he's doing well so i you know we have our little our walk we do our laps around the house the exterior of the house and um we do some thera bands we do some (laughs) thera band uh senior workouts (laughs) <laughs> yeah um no yeah, so we're, we, we have a little schedule we're doing well we have a little chore chart mom's into that
3: <laughs> oh my god mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah, yeah. uh-huh well, yeah.
0: yeah
3: it's well it's, it sounds it sounds to me like you have a decent rhythm and you're in a a, a decent headspace about what you, what steps you need to take to protect yourself and to protect your family. So that's one piece of, I think everybody's coping mm-hmm. and how we're ha- figuring out how to cope with it. And then to me, another, the, an- another piece of how we're having to figure out coping is the big picture, the unknown of how long this is going to last and how painful of a cost is it going to exact right. on people's lives for a long time. Mm-hmm where are you and your thoughts about that?
0: It's so wild because I'm such a planner and my parents are like super planners. We're all first born type a ask us what we're doing in six months. We can tell you, <laughs> and there is none of that anymore. Right. Like that's gone. So it's forced us into like <laughs> being in the present. Um, yeah. I mean, there are costs, right? Like my parents would like to be traveling right now. My dad feels great. Like they have grandchildren they would like to see. I have my niece and nephew I would like to see. Uh, not knowing how long that's going to last is, is really hard. Um, at the same time, I, you know, like Anita was saying earlier about sometimes you're, you know, you, you read a one story and it says, no one will leave their house until 2025. And the next story is like, we could have a vaccine in three weeks. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I like to reassure myself about the projections by thinking about the fact that rarely in history have, has the entirety of the scientific community been focused on a single thing. Mm. So the idea that every, hopefully every, you know, smart brain in the world is working towards this gives me hope that it will be shorter than than we may be projecting. But again, yeah. I just think it's like you can't live – I just don't think about it, right? Like I just am like, well, what are we having for dinner tonight? Like that's the – that's as far as you can get because we really don't know, which is actually sort of like how we should all live, you know, in the present, whatever. Um, it's just forced.
2: <laughs> totally. How about – so I've been – Thinking a lot about so we were going to do a whole show about like dating and quarantine but then it like every public radio station did that so we didn't do it but I have been thinking a lot about people who are living alone which you're not right now but the experience of being uncoupled right now mm-hmm. and what that feels like and whether you feel like it's given you any new like pushes in either direction of being mm-hmm. like okay I'm actually like really comfortable with the way that I live and I feel very supported by my friend community and like, I'm really happy or the opposite. Like, Oh, I really wish I had a partner. Like, has it changed any of your wants or desires or, I mean, I think it's both because especially when I was by myself,
0: you know, some of it is, is companionship, but some of it's just like straight up logistics. Like, you know, I thought if I get this, I'm going to have to take care of myself. Right there's not going to yeah. be somebody else, you know. I'm watching Chris Cuomo's wife like dropping off food at his doorstep or whatever. Like there's not going to be any of that. So the preparations mentally and also logistically for like if I got sick by myself, um, yeah. And then certainly I've thought like, oh, it would be nice to, you know, like day twenty three. I was like, it would be nice if there was another, you know, if there was a guy here. But then I also did like a little <laughs> mental inventory of the guys I've dated of late. And (laughs) you're glad none of them were there. I was like, Ooh, we wouldn't have made it to like day five, you know? And I'm somebody who like, I like to operate my space the way I like to operate. Right. Like, so like if I'm going to be really clean or I'm going to be really messy, you know, I, I kind of am all over the map on that and to share space with somebody. Um, yeah. And then sort of at the bigger, I think what you're asking, like at the bigger sort of existential, like. Oh, do I wish I had a partner? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that I wish that more or less because of this. Um, Except to think about (laughs) when you think about, like, well, we might not leave our houses till 2023.
2: Like, that seems like, well, that's going to put a real (laughs) damper on the old dating life. Um, So did you, like, do any online dating or anything during this? Like, tell us about that experience. Yeah, so I'm still on... (laughs)
0: One day I'm gonna come on this show and not say I'm still on the apps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the apps. And app. I guess I'm on two, but I only really check one. I should go back and check the other one. Um and it's funny because I one of my like profile lines used to say, I'm not really looking for a pen pal. Like let's use this as a platform to like, you know, actually meet IRL. You talked I talk about that about on that, the show. Right? And now I'm like, well, I guess I'm looking for a pen pal. Like, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? I don't know. Um, they actually, so uh, Bumble has a new feature, I guess. That's like, you can put that you are a virtual dater, like a badge that goes on your makes you feel like a Girl Scout. Like, I'm like, I got a badge. I got a badge for virtual dating. <laughs> uh, you can put a badge on your profile that says you're open to virtual dating, which I guess means you're open to, like, doing a video call. I'm not sure what else that would mean.
2: Okay. So I was like, sure.
0: I mostly did it to see what it would say. Um, and then, what was the other thing about that? Uh, oh, Bumble is also letting you expand your dating... Like, where you're looking. Like, I think it used to be, I don't know if it was 50 miles or 100 miles, but now you can go worldwide. Oh. <laughs> Global, baby. like a, like, music, like, artist worldwide. <laughs> so I was so excited, because it popped up last night, and I was like, I'm going worldwide. And then I started going through my <laughs> matches, and it was like, South Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina. I was like, y'all don't this, <laughs> Cause we're down near <laughs> the South Carolina. I was like, I thought we were going worldwide. Like we just went like <laughs> moderately regional. Um, so yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't fully explored that. I did talk to a friend today in New York who has done several virtual dates. Which what I was has like, that been like? You got to tell me when... more about this. Um, so he does them on an app called house party, which I was not familiar with. Heard about this. And he was like, so you can play games. And I was like, oh, you play games while playing games. I get it. (laughs) Um, Basically, so then he, of course, made me sign up. And uh, now they have all my personal information. And it, like, notifies me (laughs) all the time. Um, So it's basically a video chat. And then you have games that you can play, like Pictionary or Trivia or whatever. Um, So I was like, this is what you're doing on dates? And he's like, well, you know, you talk for a few hours and then... I guess when you run out of things to talk about when you play a game. But I was like, that seems a little, I don't like to introduce a competitive activity like that early on. That soon. Yeah. So he said that um, he was doing that. I think he'd been on several of those and including some second dates, which I was like, this is going to get interesting. I was like, you have to check back in with me after you've done like the fifth date, right? Like at some point, you're going to feel like we got to move this thing to another level, except you can't.
2: Right. Right. Um,
0: And he had a a lady who wanted to meet up with him, like, in a park with a mask. And he was like, I don't think this is, I don't think I'm ready for all that. Um, (laughs) It's interesting, though, because
2: I'm not ready to take that step. (laughs) Exactly. That's, like, third base. And no. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, it's funny, too, when you talk about, like, the preparations, right? Because he was like, she's going to bring a mask. She has hand sanitizer. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> who thought having hand sanitizer was going to be such a, like, great characteristic for dating? Maybe there will be,
3: maybe there will be a whole new type of kink after COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so it's interesting, though, because I've been watching um, 90 Day Fiance. Have y'all seen the show? Oh, hell no, but that sounds
3: like great Corona It is some
0: real garbage. I mean, it is. It takes, like, trash TV and just, like, amps it up 100 notches. (laughs) Um, And I'm obsessed with it. So, basically, it's an American and then somebody from another country who is going to come here on a fiancé visa in which you have 90 days once you get in the country to actually seal the deal. So there's all these iterations of the show. And the one they're on now is before the 90 days. So it's like when the person from the U.S. is typically going to that country and meeting this person for the first time face to face. And then figuring out if they're actually going to try to come here on the, on the K visa. Um, but I had this aha moment where I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this show in a period where I'm like, you know, because if you can't hear from my tone, like I'm judging the show a bit. But actually, we're all dating like this now. Like, this is how we're dating. I'm like, I can't imagine that they're falling for somebody they've never seen in real life. And now I'm like, oh, let me go out
3: there. You're like,
2: bumble? Go (laughs) global.
3: Exactly. I'm going global tonight.
0: (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting, too, when when things loosen up a little bit. Like, these are going to be the... You know, people have these difficult conversations about different stages of dating or their physical relationship. And now we're going to have this conversation where we're like, well, how do you feel about wearing a mask? Like, how do you feel about being, are you ready to move from like nine feet to six feet of social distancing? Like, I think it's going to be a bizarre world.
3: And are you seeing other people has a totally different connotation? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't even really thought about that. But yeah, no, the single life ain't so bad right now. So it hasn't had any major dramatic shifts for you and your perspective.
0: Is this this her like saying, you're still single? Yes, Anita, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly the show is not getting the reach that I needed to.
3: (laughs) We're doing our best, okay? No, honestly,
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't want to play... I just keep seeing people online playing the Suffering Olympics, right? Like, it's so hard to have a kid in quarantine. It's so hard to not have a child in quarantine. It's so hard to be pregnant in quarantine. It's so hard to be... It's like, this kind of sucks for everybody. Do we have to, like, compete with our suffering? Like, oh, it's. I saw this whole thing about how it's so much worse to be single. And I'm like, is it really? I mean... And then you can do the flip side. Like people with kids, a lot of people with kids have said like, oh, it's so much worse. I can't get a minute to myself. And I'm like, I got all the minutes to myself. Like, <laughs> you know, we don't. It, it can just be not great for everybody. It doesn't have to, we don't have to sort of rank. I just feel like there's this like almost like competitive suffering online. Like it's So much worse for me this way. I just don't, you know. I wish
2: we had talked like it. a week ago before I got home though. I was <laughs> still at my house. Maybe I was it's like the no, it's so true though. Cause I, f- I mean, I feel like I have felt super grateful to not have kids. Cause I can't imagine, like, a t- I have one coworker who has two young kids and who is pregnant and has a partner who's working all the time and is attempting to work. And it's like, you can't, how do you do that? Like, you can't really mm-hmm. work. No. Um, but then I also think like kids are, like, I talked to my niece and nephew and I'm like, oh, they have no idea. They
0: don't know that we're in a pandemic. Totally. I don't care. Right. There's something so there's really big... nice about that. Like the escapism of, Like, they're just rocking their little lives, like painting and whatever, hitting each other Mm -hmm. and playing in the tub, and I don't know. So, there's something... It
3: it could be precious time. Yeah. You know, like, there are challenges, I I know, but I've also thought about, and I've, I've talked to a couple people who said, you know, I never get to see my kids in the middle of the day, and I... I get to spend time with them that I never get to spend time with them. And yeah, it's tough sometimes, but there are other things that make it really nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think we can say it's not great for those people sometimes. And it's great for those people. Sometimes it's not great being single. Sometimes it's great being single sometimes. And maybe that's like a thing we emerge with from this. Totally, It's a little bit of that, like savoring a little bit of that appreciation, you know, for, for the non- COVID life in
2: 2025 or whenever that is um. a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot, bot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
1: The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
2: What do you feel like is the biggest existential question for both of y'all that this is brought up? I was talking to my partner, John. He was saying he's hearing from a lot of people in academia who do like very specific, narrow research who are feeling a little bit like, what is my purpose in life right now when like their research may be something that you know maybe doesn't have is like very practical implications but it's like research for research sake and they're on their way to working to get a phd but in this moment it feels so like why should i even be caring about this when the world is falling apart do you all feel like this has brought up any major existential questions for you
3: You first, Laura. Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you live in a pandemic and you don't have a little bit of an existential crisis, like you're not paying attention. right? I think I've probably been having some of those for my whole adult life. So, I don't know. And then, you know, in the last year with my dad being sick, I think I'd asked a lot of those sort of big, hard questions. Not to say, like, oh, and then I figured them out and now I'm great. Uh, they're always sort of lingering there. I think, you know, for me, it's a little bit more about um, how are people going to, or how are people relating to each other in this time? And, um, you know, it felt, I thought about this when it first, when we first sort of went to lockdown, like the way that America responded after 9-11. And I know that was a singular event and, and totally different, but... Um, we d- have seen like bits and pieces of that kind of response that like just giving self-sacrificing generous response. Um, and then I've seen other people with like not that kind of response. And so I guess my existential sort of like, <laughs> does sound like an old, like what is the world coming to? Like, you know, how are we shaped as a society? And what are we, um, what is this response saying about sort of what we value? Not to sound like I'm not being introspective. And obviously I'm having my own struggles as I think everyone is about, you know, what this means for my life and what, what does this mean for my identity and all those sorts of things. But I think more about how we're responding collectively Mm -hmm. and, just hoping, you know, you see, I see up close and personal, like, what it is to be vulnerable in this situation. Like, my dad is incredibly vulnerable. And so just wanting, willing, sort of tr- attempting to will other people to, you know, do the right things to try to keep us all safe. Um, and, like, what does it mean if they don't? You know, where are we as a society? Yeah. I don't know. Right?
3: Uh, I I relate to yeah. to that and I also will say personally I think this has been such a shock of a transition and personally having more time to myself in my house because I can't do anything else has really in some ways helped me see what I really do and how I really enjoy spending time and, and it's pulled to focus on what is really important to me. And I really existentially ponder how I could have gotten so far from that in some ways. And also Mm. how to, how will I be able to carry that, that with me after this, subsides totally what about you Anita
2: yeah I think some combination of both I mean I feel like having a lot of time to reflect on like what my similarly like how I actually like spending my time and that idea of like do you live your values like and I feel like I've thought a lot about like what that means in this moment like what these terms that are really vague like community and yeah collective action and all of that mean and I felt very like in feeling so paralyzed by the amount of like trauma and grief it's felt really good to think on a community level um and to feel like oh I see my neighborhood coming together or I feel like I can take action in this particular way that I know will have a really practical impact on like this person and feeling a sense of Connection in a community, I think, has made that term feel more real. Yes. Um, Yeah. And just, like, feeling like I – just th- things, too, that, I like, I'm surprised that I miss. Like, I don't think of myself as someone who, like, loves going to concerts and loves live music. But, like, for some reason, that has been, like – I have really craved that. And it's, like – that's in a way to access community. That's like, that's almost my like spiritual, my spirituality comes through when I like hear music, I think. And so I'm like, oh, that's like me wanting to like, feel a, mm-hmm. be on that level that I like struggle to attain when I'm just like in my very like type A mm-hmm. mindset. Um, so yeah, I think like a lot of good time to reflect on that kind of thing. And it has been nice. I mean, my family has like now has like a weekly Zoom time, which is like super chaotic with like a two and a half year old baby. (laughs) But like it has been nice to kind of like formalize those connections in some ways of like, yeah, these are people that like I, I want to be checking in with on a weekly basis that I may not like formalize that in a time that wasn't like this. So that has been nice.
0: It's so interesting what you said about the concerts, because it made me think, like, I've been so surprised by how some people that are, like, that I would think are super extroverted are totally fine. They're like, yeah, I'm by myself, whatever, it's cool. Like, I've been, like, I thought I would be freaking out. I'm like, it's fine. And then some introverted friends of mine are like, how are you doing? (laughs) Like, can we get on a chat? Like, they're, like, really in need right now. And it's interesting to me, the... The way that I sort of had, you know, perspectives of, on someone or, or a vision of how a person is. And then in this scenario, it actually brings out, like, something totally opposite. Or, yeah, just just that, like, like you were saying about the concerts. Like, little things that you're like, oh. I'm like, I'm a hugger and I didn't realize yes. it until this. And I had some friends when I was... Quarantined by myself, who came to my house and stood and yelled at me through my window <laughs> for like a while, and um, I wanted to hug. Like when they went to leave, like I, it was like my body moved forward, like That's I like so went real. to hug yes. them without realizing. You know, like there's the glass had, there. Um, just these. Little I had discoveries. a friend who
3: stopped by on. Two of my friends stopped by on Friday, and one just stayed in her car. And, like, I spoke from my driveway to to her for, like, 45 minutes. And I just felt myself, like, drawn to be physically closer. But Mm -hmm. I really did feel like my heart was going to explode when I saw these people in person. (laughs) I really did. I was like, I am feeling so much joy just to be, like, just to have you in my field of vision. Uh Uh-huh. And to have this time with you. Totally. And I want to carry that with me,
0: too. Mhm. Oh yeah. People better be hella excited when they see me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I feel like we can't end without addressing quarantine and her story, and tell us about st- who she is and how she came to be <laughs> your your Harold son. <laughs> Yeah, features. she said that,
0: she said I was viral in the Sun. I'd also like to note, for the record, that I was featured in Cosmo UK and BuzzFeed, not for Quarante. I'll lead you on. That's my that's my Taylor Easter egg. You can go figure that out yourself. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. A little teaser. For Get my next that. appearance. Um, <laughs> so Quarante is a cardboard cutout of Taylor, a life size cardboard cutout of Taylor Swift that my friends um, purchased for my birthday. And the caption on the Herald Sun article says, as a gag gift, and I would just like to note for the record, that was not a gag. That was serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she's... Uh, so I, so my first day of quarantine was um, St. Patrick's Day. And I mean, normally like, I mean, I wouldn't go out till 3 in the morning, but I'd, like, go out and have a Guinness and wear my Kiss Me Am Irish shirt that I wear once a year, and obviously I can do that. So um, I had this life-size carper cutout just hanging around, and uh, I had several shamrock, like, decorations, like a scarf and a hat, whatever. So I was like, oh, let me take a picture with her, put it on my Instagram, call her quarantine. And then I was like, oh, I could do this as a, because this is another thing. Like, I feel like we don't mark time. Like, the other day somebody's like, what day is it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, April 3rd, 35th, 74th. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Like, that doesn't, does it matter? Um, So I was like, this will be a good, like, I'll have a picture every day that I can, like, sort of mark time with quarantine. And since I'm by myself, you know. I mean, the video makes it look like I'm talking to her and like, like she and I are really, <laughs> <laughs> I look a little bit crazy. I'm not going to lie. I've also been thinking about putting that video on my dating profile and just being like, this is it. Like, this is what you're getting. If you like this, we probably should just go to Vegas when this thing gets lifted and get married. Um, so yeah, every day she does an activity or, you know, I mean, activity is a real loose term. Like some days she just like puts on a sweater. Um, And then I was like, wait, I know a lot of Taylor Swift lyrics, so I should start coordinating the song that I play on the Instagram story post with whatever she's doing, which is fine because I have nothing but time. So, like, I just read Taylor Swift (laughs) lyrics and try to figure out, like, the perfect... Pretty proud of, like, some of the lyrics I've dug up. Um, Yeah, which
2: one are... What are some that you're most proud of?
0: Um... There was the laundry one, where I played uh, f- lyrics from Delicate. There's, um, <laughs> I had put like a plastic tiara on her for some occasion. I can't remember now. And um, I played lyrics from Reputation that were, um, they took the crown, but it's all right. Um, oh, <laughs> I on my nephew's birthday... I took a picture with a picture of him. Doing a lot of pictures of pictures these days. And uh, played Only the Young. Which is a great song. <laughs> from the documentary. Um, we've not yet had the quarantine documentary. If anyone out there listening would like to do the quarantine documentary. And then I had to pack her up to bring her down here. My car was super full. So I was like, oh man. This is- I, like, she's got to go. So I had to fold her up. Bring her down here. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> two days ago. Quarantine goes to Monroe.
0: <laughs> two days ago we uh she cut my dad's hair. So that was a thing. <laughs> she's on tour. Yeah, yeah. She's not she does not have a future in in hair styling. Um <laughs> No, it's like a fun little, you know way to mark the days and entertain myself and hopefully I mean my concern and like my the article about it was like I don't want to come off like I'm, you know, oh, quarantine is a joke. Like it's serious for a lot of people, but I also think it's like good to have a little weird distraction. Yeah. And then I'm not saying absolutely. I started a trend, but I started a trend because <laughs> <laughs> my friend in Miami pulled out he had a Marilyn Monroe cut out. He just happened to have in his closet, so he pulled that out. <laughs> and then my friend, another friend in Durham, um had a Pierce she ordered a Pierce Brosnan cut out. And then oh my another friend just ordered a Johnny Cash cutout. And now Facebook is definitely listening because they're giving me ads for, like, you can order, like, you guys could order a cutout of each other. Oh, maybe that's what I should get you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Upload a picture, and you can order. You're going to start getting the ads now, too, because your phones are on, right? Cardboardcutouts.com or whatever it is. And, yeah, you can order. The, the advertising for it was, like, for grandparents who want to see their grandchildren. And I was like, I don't Ooh. know oh. if that's really your market here. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. But yeah, I'm into a cardboard, you know, a little cardboard tailor. And you guys could have, you could be with each other on this, on. <laughs> <during> <laughs> that quarantine. would be I could get so really so creepy. Good. <laughs> I would love that. What if you dressed it? And then you could like, you could do little activities with Style. each other. <laughs> i'm gonna look into this don't worry i'm gonna look into this
2: please do please do
0: maybe this is like what i dating to will know be. about
2: this maybe now oh my god maybe i
0: should be ordering cardboard cutout of myself so like <laughs> virtual date number seven i'm that's, like are you ready to take your, it to like, the next yeah. level are you ready here we go
2: give me your mailing address <laughs> oh my god does taylor swift know about this do we, can we get on her Well, radar? it's funny
0: because I don't even know if I was tagging her at the beginning because I was like, it wasn't, it was never a stunt to like, I'm not you know, let me, let me, I want to go on the record about, let me be clear about this. I think Taylor Swift is a lyrical genius, okay? I was not always a Taylor Swift fan. My friend Anne, who needs to get credit because she has not gotten any credit for being the one that got me this cut out, made me go to a Taylor Swift concert when I was like, she's fine, whatever, it's fine, we'll go. Y'all, Disney World is not the happiest place on earth. Taylor Swift, I have never seen that many people
1: that elated in one
0: place in my life. Like, you are there with thousands of people who are having the best day of their lives. Like, most of them are 13, but, like, they are <laughs> overjoyed beyond overjoyed. So even if, you, even if you hated the music, which I don't, I love it, but even if you hated it, like, you have to have a good time because people are, like, just losing their minds all around you. Um, why did I start that rant? I'm sure there was a purpose. How do we Whether get it Taylor on Taylor Taylor's radar? This? Oh, yeah, no. So it was never... There's all these, like, super fans who are, like, creating fan accounts or what? I don't know. I don't know what... Like, all this, like, I want to get Taylor's attention. This was never for that. But then I did start tagging her because I'm like, this is fun. And it would be fun. I mean, one day if I could get a picture of Taylor with with quarantine, like, that would be rad. I would, I would pay the postage to mail her to her. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> plus help This is on the official record <laughs> um, Let this be known Taylor Swift Yeah so
0: uh, so I don't know if she knows I mean I also figure like uh, There's something To be said for the longevity of this activity Right like maybe she ignored me the first 32 times but When it's like day 178 Taylor's gonna have to break down <laughs> So no, she has not yet responded. I'm sure she's checking as are many of my fans every day to see (laughs) what quarantine is. But no, I've not I've not heard from her people yet. Yet.
3: (laughs) Well, Laura, it's always a pleasure to have you on. It really is so fun.
0: So
2: fun. The best Zoom of my week, let me say.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's a high bar, but I'm gonna take it as
1: a compliment.
3: (laughs) It is mine too. It is mine too. Well, y'all are listening to she and her. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at she and her radio. We normally broadcast live from WHUP in Hillsboro, North Carolina, but we're pre-recording, like most everyone else in the audio world. Thank y'all for listening.
2: Thank you so much. And you can learn more about uh, Laura and Quarantay on our Facebook page. We'll share the link to her Harold's Son piece um, and wait for her uh, next appearance, talking about her future pen pals and how things develop. <laughs> so thank you, Laura. Thank, thank you, y'all. listeners. And we will be back with you all soon. Bye. Bye, guys.